What up, guys? James from Bolt Bros here. Hey, wanted to shoot a video because I know I've done a video on the Raiders and the Chiefs and expectations for the Chiefs this upcoming season or for the basically the AFC West, I should say. Let's talk about the Broncos and what the 2023 season might be for them. Win-loss records, kind of what they did in the offseason and uh, what you could expect for them for the 2023 season. So let's get into it. Love those little characters. They're awesome. So 2023 Broncos, what did they do? 2022, not a whole heck of a lot. They've kind of been a mess. Nathaniel Hackett was their head coach. Didn't even make a whole season. Basically didn't even work well at all decision-wise, in-game decisions. Um, you know, it seemed like Russell Wilson was basically running the show, and he played terrible. Uh, definitely had one of his worst seasons. I think it was 19 touchdowns. I want to say that might have been less than that. Um, and 11 picks, I believe it was for him. Um, not a good season by any means. So 16 touchdowns, 11 picks, uh, four and 11 record as the starting quarterback for the Broncos last season. So not a good season at all for him last year. Is Russell Wilson going in a decline in his career? Who knows? Um, but since then, what have they done? They've done a lot of moves, added some new talent and such. I'm going to jump right into it and just talk about what to expect for 2023 for the Denver Broncos. First off, it all starts with the quarterback, right? I mean, I chatted a lot about that. You know, Russell Wilson did not have a good year. As you can see, Russell Wilson, 2023 on the left side there. He is chunky looking when you see him on the right side at their offseason training camps. He's starting to look thin. Basically, he wouldn't comment on how much weight he lost, but that's uh, a big difference. I remember uh, Matt Money Smith was actually talking a lot about that. He's like, yeah, Russell Wilson's just looking fat. Something's not right there. So he's, he's very off on his diet. He's very off on his game plan. Um, I do want to say, with Russell Wilson having that weight last year, probably saved his career because I think he did end up getting sacked about 55 times, I believe, last season. Um, he, he's gotten sacked a lot in his career, but that was his career high amount of sacks. Now, was that something to do with the O-line beats me? Was that something to do with just Russell Wilson that holds the ball? I feel like it's that more than anything. He holds the ball too long. He waits out to try to find somebody open. He tries to be a hero versus doing the smart thing and throw the ball away when you don't have somebody to go after or throw the ball to. So it, it's an, it's an interesting thing, but. Broncos 2023 season is contingent on what Russell Wilson can do. Bottom line, Javante Williams is another guy too. Who knows if his knee is going to be 100% too. That's major for the run game, period. If you don't have Javante Williams out there, that's going to be even more riding on Russell Wilson. And it even seems like since they hired in Sean Payton and traded essentially for him and Got him. Obviously, he's a Super Bowl winning head coach. Very solid coach. He kind of already seems like there's a little bit of a static going on there and probably a different direction if Russell Wilson does not work out. So we'll see what happens, but it is 100% on Russell Wilson's shoulders to make this team work this year. So going further on this, 
So <laughs> last season, Nathaniel Hackett basically gave Russell Wilson whatever he wanted to do last year. Basically, he had his his crew that would show up there, hang out with them all the time. He would just have this people that could kind of do whatever they want within the headquarters. He had the office in the headquarters, which was, uh, I think it was like a corner office, window office. It was one of the biggest offices in there. And they gave it to Russell Wilson for some random reason. I don't know if it had something to do with his contract or basically Nathaniel Hackett just allowed him to do whatever he wanted to. You know, even to say this slide right here, Broncos O-line would tell Russell Wilson, hell no, and trying to make changes. Basically, he would do a lot of changes even at the O-line in game of trying to do various option plays, and the O-line didn't even know what they were doing. Um, and he was doing some sort of reads. Apparently, that was from the Seahawks offense. There was a lot of changes that Russell Wilson never made a good transition with Nathaniel Hackett. For whatever reason, he was not doing the right plays, calling the right plays. There was just a lot going on with this guy. Um, you know, the whole Bronco country, let's ride. You know, all these different things. He has uh, unlimited energy, all these different things. like. Guy is just a little bit of a case. And, uh, you know, I, I think it was one of the screenshots that I saw or one picture that I saw on his on his uh, Twitter. He was wearing his own jersey coming into training camp. And, like, you know, who? what player wears their own jersey just out on the streets? Like, that just seems like a real strange thing. So his ego needs to be able to be put down. Sean Payton essentially should be that guy that hopefully finds a way to push that down a bit. Um We'll see what happens with him. Uh, I think there's a lot of contingencies. There's a lot of things that potentially could change. There's even Sean Payton kind of made a move just in case if Russell Wilson does not work out. So we'll talk a little bit more on that. But staying on topic with the O-line, you know, it's interesting. Here is another screenshot here. It talks about that ESPN basically said that the Broncos are the fourth best run blocking O-line and the ninth best pass O-line. Now. <laughs> To me, an O-line is not based upon these stats. I think this is all BS. Joe Mahoney's basically talked about it. He says, I call him this BS. Because really what it breaks down to is that there was 55 sacks given up. That's an astronomical amount of sacks given up by that O-line. Now, once again, Russell Wilson, I've always felt throughout his entire career, he holds the ball way too long and does not find a way to be able to throw the ball away and just protect himself. He takes too many sacks, too many hits. Even when he initially signed, I said, that's what this guy does all the time. I mean, his lowest year of getting sacks was his last year in C Seattle, actually tied from his rookie season at 33 to 2021, having 33 sacks on him. But from that point on, it's always been 40 plus every season. So the guy is getting older. The guy has taken a lot of hits. Actually, how many sacks has he actually had in his career? He has been sacked 482 times. Whoa, that's a lot of sacks on the body. So it's interesting to say that the O-line was ranked that high. Yes, they have a very good run game. They were, I think they really need to make sure that Javante Williams is going to be healthy to be able to balance out that offense. Now, that offense in general, in my opinion, isn't the strongest offense. Jerry Judy probably could have a very good season this year. He will probably be a very, very high-end wide receiver this year. But you got Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, guys that have basically gotten big contracts. That kind of really have done nothing, um, in my opinion. 
guys have been injured and everything too. They did draft Marvin Mims, which I think is a very good pickup. I liked him for the Chargers. I think he's very solid. Um, but they did pick up a couple other guys on their O-line to try to build that up as much as they possibly can. So uh, let's move on to the next slide here. So these are just some of the pickups they did this offseason. So Ben Powers, Mike McGlinchey, both very, very good. I, I wouldn't say like elite guys, but very good, strong players to add to that O-line to be able to give a little bit more strength to it. And I, and I feel like when Sean Payton came over, that was his emphasis, get this O-line built up. And that's going to be major for them. Um, Zach Allen, I liked him at Arizona. I think he meshed very well with J.J. Watt there. I think he has good potential. The strength in this team is their defense, 100%. I mean, there's a great chance this could be one of the top defenses in the league. And last year, I felt like they were one of the top defenses in the league. They ended up picking up Frank Clark also, too. Um, so they got some very, very good, strong players on this defense throughout D-line and cornerback position, I think, are very strong in general. I think their second cornerback is kind of the area that they're trying to figure out with Damari Mathis or Riley Moss or whomever it might be that they're going to put in that position. But we'll see where that goes. That's where the camp battles come from. But as in their pickups, Chris Manhurts, they ended up getting another tight end, probably more for the blocking side of things. Jarrett Stidden is kind of one of those guys that, is that plan if Russell Wilson does not work out? Jarrett Stidham had actually some pretty good games late in the season for the Raiders. Kind of shocked that the Raiders let him walk, in my opinion. I know they went with Jimmy G, who <laughs> we'll see what happens with Jimmy G. But Jarrett Stidham, I think, is a great addition to this Broncos team for that ability if they need to transition away from Russell Wilson. So I think there's a little bit of a short lease with Russell Wilson, in my opinion. I know they put a lot of money on this guy, but you know, you can't have a have a guy who's a little bit more egotistical as Russell Wilson as your quarterback and a guy that had a very bad year last year. Samaji Piran is basically their RB2. He's kind of been an RB2 his whole career. Um, there was a little bit of a hype train that I heard from some Broncos fans on AFC uh, West smack talking uh, boards on Facebook. I thought it was pretty funny all around. Um, but We'll see what happens. It's all about Javante Williams. They need him to be out there. Samaj P. Ryan will not be that same guy as Williams, and his production will be much higher with Williams in general. Um, so Traymond Smith, Michael Burton, Pat Riley, and another running back, Tony Jones Jr. So they've made some good additions. They've tried to build up their team a little bit in some areas of needs. They ended up getting another cornerback, too, to be able to add to that because I know that cornerback two position is a little bit of a tough one for them all around. So we'll see where it goes. The strength in this team is their defense, hundred percent. The thing is though, this offense, we'll see where it goes. Cause last year, Holy smokes, man, they were not scoring touchdowns. It was just a mess of an offense. So we'll see where it pans out with them on that side of things. Now, this is where every AFC West team is getting crushed. You know, <laughs> You know, Sean Payton came in here basically saying, hey, we got to find a way to beat Patrick Mahomes. 11-0 versus the Broncos in his career. I mean, come on now. 9-1 versus the Raiders in his career. I think the Chargers, I think against the Chargers, he's 11-2 versus the Chargers. We are the highest. We, we've had the highest amount of success rate versus Patrick Mahomes with two wins. That's crazy, guys. And Andy Reid's been running the AFC West in general. You know that. Sean Payton came in here saying, look, we need to find a way to beat this guy. This is our goal. 
make it happen. Now, we talked a little bit about this on the last live that we did with my bros. And I do really feel that the Broncos are going to find a way to be able to beat the Chiefs once this year. I'm sure Sean Payton has a pretty good plan on how to make that happen. And this is going to be the year that I think that the Broncos will find a way to beat the Chiefs once this year. They haven't been far off. If you really think about it, they have not been far off. There's been a lot of one-score games against him, just kind of similar with the, with the Chargers in a lot of sense. So they have been competitive. They just haven't found ways to finish games out. So, And obviously, can't blame them. It's, Patrick Mahomes is very difficult to be able to beat. So very, very interesting thing. I do think that's going to be a big focus for this year. And the, to be honest... The Broncos find a way to be able to beat the Chiefs. That really opens up the whole AFC West and could help out Chargers possibly to even find a way to be able to win this division. So moving on. Sean Payton, here he is, fitting in real well in Colorado, smoking weed out there. Um, <laughs> I thought it was kind of a funny picture. But Sean Payton, as a coach, probably one of the biggest offseason pickups, in my opinion, just because. You know, Sean Payton in general, he's won a Super Bowl. He's been in the playoffs multiple multiple, multiple seasons of having 12, 11 win-based seasons. He's done well in his career. Has not done well in playoffs since he's won a Super Bowl. He's always found ways to be able to make some crazy situations happen, penalties that don't go their way, all these random things that just kind of happen. You know, uh, what was the... Minnesota miracle, I think, against happened to them. There's penalties that should have been called that were not called or called on them, vice versa. A lot of different things that just happened on him. The thing is, though, now he's got a clean slate. He is with an organization that he wants to be with. He's getting paid plenty of money, 20 plus million dollars a season, I believe. Um, it's crazy. That Walmart money is paying off to make sure you get the coach that you want. So it's going to be interesting to see how he transitions well. Now, I don't really know where the whole expectations are with this team, but I think Vegas has them in the eight-win category. I think that seems pretty fair, in my opinion. A new head coach, new offense coming in there. Joe Lombardi being a part of that team as the offensive coordinator over there, too. Sure, he's not going to have as much uh, hands-on approach as he did with the Chargers, but Joe Lombardi, he is back, and hopefully... That offense does not get any better. We all know Joe Lombardi was not very good as a offensive coordinator, specifically last year. But, you know, there are things that you could say, hey, look, we had a lot of injuries and everything, too. But, man, dink and dunk all day, right? And he definitely doesn't have the weapons that he had at the Chargers as he will have at the Broncos. So we'll see how it pans out for them there. But this is kind of the breakdown of Sean Payton's record. He's obviously 152 and 89 as a regular season head coach. Very solid. Last season in New Orleans, nine and eight. Missed the playoffs. 12 and four, 13 and three, 13 and three, 11 and five, two, three, seven and nines. Got that suspension also too in 2012 for a little bit of uh, tampering going on there, a little bit of issues there. But from that point, he, he has not been very good in the playoffs for the most part. He's been just kind of a 500 and below type coach in the playoffs. Just kind of found a Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl, went 3-0, and and that's pretty much all it's been for him. So he's 9-8 and as his career in the playoffs. We'll see where it pans out for him. I mean, this is not an easy division to be able to be into. I thought it was interesting that he decided to sign into this division because it's a very competitive division. And um, But Walmart money pays for what you want, right? 
So we'll see where it pans out there, guys. Now, going into the schedule here, this is the 2023 schedule. If I really look at the schedule, I feel there's about eight wins possibly for this team, possibly 10 in my opinion. I think that there's going to be a chance that the Raiders are going to be terrible. Uh, so you could say two wins there. Probably, I'll say right here, two, they'll be two and oh. Everybody will be very hyped about after week two. Then week three, they'll lose against the Dolphins. They will win against the Bears. Jets, loss, loss, win. They got to find a way to win in Denver. So I'll say they'll, they'll go on a high note going into the bye week, feeling like they're about one, two, three, four, five. They'll be five and two at that point, which would be incredible for them to see. But this is where it gets rocky for them. Loss, five and three, five and four. I feel like this one, five and five for some reason. I feel like the, the Browns will kind of figure themselves out around this time. And then they'll go right here. They'll go six and five, loss. So six and six and six, seven, uh, win seven, eight. I think we're going to find a way to split here. So we'll probably see them about an eight. Ah, man, it's kind of a tough one, but I'm looking more for like an eight win base season all around here. And I think we're pretty close to where it's going to be around this time. So give or take, take about an eight win season. Possibly 10 where they could find a couple sneaking games there that they could find a way to be able to get into. Maybe they could find a way to even beat the Chiefs twice. I, I don't really think it's going to happen, but this is their prime video-based game here. Uh, I think it's a Thursday night game here. That's always fun. Short weeks do kind of become a little bit more harder for teams to be able to recover after long games and such. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but I really think that they'll find a way to sweep the Raiders. So that'll be two wins, three four, five, I'm going to say this one's six, and then they're going to go seven, and then it's eight from this point. I, I, I'll i say those are going to be their guaranteed wins. They'll probably find ways to be able to get possibly two more wins, 10 at most, eight as the least. I think they'll be eight and nine this season. What's your thoughts, guys? I want to hear from you, see what your thoughts are on this, but there's a lot riding on the Broncos season this year. It's going to be a tough one for them all around. Um, I think it'll be a lot of transition. Once again, it requires for Russell Wilson to actually be Russell Wilson. So was last year a fluke or is his career in a decline at this point? So let me know your guys' thoughts. Appreciate it. Like, subscribe to the channel. Always appreciate the support, guys. Let's get out of here. Bolt bros, let's go.